Welcome back to an episode of Chantel's It. This is episode number five. Thank you for coming back and thank you for joining me. I just want to apologize up front for the the short hiatus. I have just been extremely busy with life and motherhood and work and (laughs) school and all of that good stuff. So, you know, I just had to take a break, recollect myself, get back together. Anyway, I'm here now. So thank you for joining us. Let's get started. All right, so you know I always like to start off my podcast with something a little bit motivational. So today's quote is, be more focused on where you are going than who's not coming. At the end of the day, I've realized just living my life, not everybody is meant to come on a journey with you. I am a true believer that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Sometimes that reason is just to teach you something and they just disappear. Sometimes they are lifetime long people and they will be with you forever. You can't really be focused on why people aren't there, why they're not coming, why they got distant, why they are just not around because guess what? If they're not meant to be in your life forever, they won't be in your life forever. And sometimes you just have to say, hey, you know what? This person taught me something. I had an amazing time with them and it's time for me to move on. And that's what I got out of this quote. I really like that. You know, one of the things that I've learned is to not hold on to people who don't want to be held on to. Sometimes you grow apart. Sometimes your journeys in life change. Sometimes your needs change. Sometimes your mindset changes. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you have to follow people around because you've been around them since birth or since, you know, you've known them since you were in first grade. People grow apart and that is okay. And I know it's hard, but you just have to learn how to accept it, focus on your journey. And if the person is meant to be in your life, they'll come back. Sometimes everybody needs a break. Sometimes people need to take time to focus on themselves and that's okay. But you just have to be okay with being focused on your journey and not focus on who's coming with you on your journey, but focusing on where you need to be. So that brings me, I'm going to just segue real quick. That brings me into another topic. One of the things I want to talk about is being ghosted. I mean, I feel like at this this point in anybody's life, we've been ghosted either by a friend, by a boyfriend, by a girlfriend, by a family member. I'm the kind of person, I think I used to take it really hard when I got ghosted. But at the end of the day, I just kind of feel like ghosting is a part of life. The millennial generation is a generation who can't really handle rejection well. Well, not to mention that we have technology at the palm of our fingers. You know, our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, they didn't have that. So it was a little bit harder for them to ghost people versus us. You know, if we meet somebody and we don't like them, we don't ever have to talk to them again. Or if we have a friend that we've just kind of fallen out of like with, We don't ever have to talk to them again. We can delete them on social media, block their number and keep it moving and probably never see them again. I feel like our generation is a little bit different because we can do that. Being that said, we have to just be okay with being ghosted. I know some people are just always searching for the meaning or like, why did this person ghost me? I'm so hurt and I'm so devastated. And going back to the quote that I gave today, I completely understand why people are hurt and devastated and sad and they, they're they broken up inside when somebody just completely walks out of their life. But guess what? Again, going back to that quote, not everybody's supposed to be along with you on your journey and you can't always be focused on who's not by your side on your journey. Ghosting is gonna happen. 
we just have to be okay. We're the generation where people just can't be upfront and honest about how they feel. They can't just be like, look, you're not for me. We've had a falling out, we're different. Let's move on. I mean, I've been ghosted before by friends. I've been also been ghosted by one of my parents. <laughs> and I know I'm laughing and it probably sounds horrible, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. And I've just kind of been that kind of person who has been able to move on and just, you know, chalk it up to it is what it is. But one of the things I hate is when somebody ghosts you and then they try to come back and, and be your friend and act like everything's all good. And I'm a firm believer. Now it's one thing if it's like, you know, somebody who's romantically in interested in you and they ghost you, that's one thing. But if it's like a friend or a family member, I just kind of feel like, you know, I used to be that kind of person who was so forgiving. And now I've just realized that I have to draw a line in the sand. You know, if you're gonna ghost me, I kind of ran into a friend, we were friends in high school, School, of course, back then before social media. So we just kind of distanced ourselves from each other. Our lives were moving in different directions. It is what it is. We reconnected maybe, I want to say like 10 years later, we hit it off and she just completely stopped talking to me. We reunited 10 years later. And, you know, I finally asked her, I was like, look, what, what happened? I thought we were friends. I thought, you know, our relationship was going really well. And why did you just ghost me? She basically said that, she felt that I was trying to one up her or when I was giving my opinion and stuff like that. And my whole thing is like, if we were really friends, you would have just checked me at the door and said, hey, look, I don't like when you X, Y, Z. <laughs> you know, and I'm the kind of person, and I know not everybody's like this, but I'm the kind of person who just says, you know, okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, let's move forward. But for her to just completely stop talking to me, and then 10 years later, we reconnected based because we all have like mutual friends, it was kind of like one of those things where it's just like, you know, I have, I really have no desire to reconnect with you on a friendship type level because you have left me, you left me hanging for 10 years <laughs> and not in 10 years, you have not reached out to me, not explained to me why you left. And, you know, so at the end of the day, I'm just kind of like, you know, it's great that we've reconnected. I'm glad I was able to talk with you, but I will never allow you to be in that space where we're best friends or we're buddy buddy or we were, you know, hanging out together and ace boon coon. And I kind of feel like, you know, I've gotten to a point in my life where if you really genuinely appreciate somebody's friendship or their the relationship that you have with them, you'll give them the respect and the courtesy of just being honest with them. And if they're doing something that you don't like, just tell them, you know, not everybody's gonna handle it well, but if you really value their friendship, the relationship, you're just gonna be like, look, I don't like when you do X, Y, Z. And you know what? If they stop talking to you because you're honest with them, guess what? That person just was never really your friend because I feel like in friendships, in relationships, and relationships don't always have to be romantic, but in relationships, in friendships, you should be able to come to somebody and tell them how you feel. You should be able to say, hey, you know what? I don't like when you say this. It makes me feel this kind of way. And the person should have enough respect, enough love and respect for you that they can say, okay, you know what? I'm sorry, call me out when I do this and let's keep it moving and we can continue on our friendship and move forward 
let's be real, everybody comes from a different walk of life, everybody has a different background, different upbringing, so you can't expect two people to like 100% mesh all the time. There's gonna be things that they do that you don't like, there's gonna be things that you do that they don't like and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you have a strong relationship or a strong friendship, you should be able to look past that. And if a person looks past you and moves on and <laughs> stops talking to you, well, guess what? You know what? Let that person move on and stop talking to you and keep it moving. Again, I'm a firm believer in people coming to your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. I'm totally a firm believer in that. And you know, looking back at it, the friend that I was just kind of mentioning, she did teach me something. She basically kind of warned me and told me to, you know, at the time, this is before the real estate market went bust, and this is before the whole recession in 2008. And she kind of warned me, hey, you need to make these certain moves. This will be smart. I really wish I had listened to her because I didn't listen to her. It was a whole shitstorm of, you know, just drama that I had gotten into because of the real estate market and the crash and all this, and it put me in a bad financial situation. So I really look at it as like, you know what? She came into my life for a reason and a season. She taught me something. She was giving me a life lesson that I should have heeded and taken to heart. I had listened to her. Maybe things would have happened to me differently uh, uh, from a financial standpoint, maybe it wouldn't have, who knows? But at the end of the day, I really feel like that's why she came into my life. And as soon as she came into my life, taught me that lesson, she was gone. And guess what? That is <laughs> a perfect example of somebody who comes into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. So anyway, let's stop taking ghosting to heart. Just take it up as it's easier for them to just disappear than to actually talk to you and tell you what's wrong. But, and also you never know what somebody's going through. Maybe your friendship is just too much for them at the time. Maybe they have a lot going on in their lives and they just can't, you know, focus on being your friend and deal with all the issues in their life. It is what it is. I feel like every ghosting situation is different. Sometimes you have to be understanding and sometimes you have to just be like, you know what? Thanks for explaining yourself, I'm good. Um, it's really up to you how you take it. But I guess my point is don't take ghosting so seriously to the point where you're like really hurt and torn up about it and your emotions are so raw to the point where you're just like really upset. Yes, it hurts when somebody just leaves. Um, it's kind of like, you know, a death. It's like you're literally mourning the loss of a friendship. But given this day and age, we kind of have to prepare ourselves for being ghosted. <laughs> I, I hate to say it is what it is, but I just, I honestly feel like it is what it is. Toughen up buttercup. If you get ghosted, yes, mourn the loss of that friendship or that relationship and keep it moving because you know what? I honestly believe that there's somebody or out there better for you. There's a friendship out there that's more rewarding than the one that was, that was lost. And you just have to keep that in mind, stay positive and keep it moving. All right, so recently Kim Kardashian launched her shapewear line. It was originally called Kimono. The name was hella controversial. She changed it to Skims. I'm just gonna say this. Whether it's Kim Kardashian shapewear line, Victoria's Secrets, or Walmart shapewear line, I am here for shapewear. I feel like as a woman, you need to own some shapewear. Nobody has the perfect shape. Nobody has the perfect curves, lump or bump. And honestly, and I'm not body shaming anybody, but I like shapewear because it just makes you look so much more smoother and nicer under outfits. 
There's no shame in shapewear. Get you some shapewear. <laughs> it's just, it's a great thing. Nowadays, I mean, there's so many options with shapewear. For instance, Kim Kardashian's line, it comes in all different colors, skin tones, black, nude, you know, and everything in between. So she really put a lot of thought into the shapewear line to make it so that it appealed to everybody of all shades, um, which I think is great. Back in the day, you know, shapewear used to either be nude or black, and it left out a lot of people who were in the in between shades and it didn't quite match their skin tone. But now you have so many options. I'm not gonna super promote Kim Kardashian's line only because I haven't tried her line. I think it, it sold out in like an hour or something like that. So I haven't tried her line, so I can't really vouch for it, nor am I getting paid for this shout out. Um, but what I can say is get some shapewear. It's for everybody. Whether you're wearing a pair of jeans, whether you're wearing, a, you know, a skin tight shirt, whether you're wearing a, like a really nice fitted, um, I guess what they call them bodycon dresses. I love shapewear. I think it just smooths out all those lumps and bumps and cellulite and it just gives you a nice smooth appearance. It just makes everything look so much nicer. Kim Kardashian even wears shapewear. She's like the woman with the perfect Coke bottle body and even Kim Kardashian wears shapewear. So. I mean, it, just from looking from the outside, you might say, well, she doesn't need it, but hey, if Kim Kardashian is wearing shapewear and she has this quote unquote perfect body, then everybody should be wearing shapewear. I'm Like I said, I'm a firm believer in it. Get you some. I can't really make recommendations. I just kind of buy like shapewear as I need it. So I definitely like the shapewear with the, the little shorts and all the other kind of stuff. I think that's pretty cool. But I definitely, one of the things I really want to invest in is one of those like full body ones. The one that kind of looks like a leotard, but you know, comes all the way down to your knees. And I really want one of those so bad. I haven't bought one yet, but I'm definitely gonna get one. So get you some shapewear. All right, what else is popping in the world today? Nancy Pelosi wants to start the proceedings to, uh, what do you call it? Impeach Donald Trump. So that's new. Uh, <laughs> also, another topic that I want to talk about is as a mom, one of the things I've kind of really been against now that social media has really taken off. I mean, I joined Facebook, I think in 2003 or 2004. So I have been on Facebook for, what is that? 16 years. So it was a little bit different. You know, the privacy settings were a little bit different, uh, but now everybody's on social media and everybody, you have your profile public, anybody can look up your kids and where they go to school. If you post that kind of stuff, their names. So I'm really private about the kind of information that I put online about my kids. I don't even like, I've gotten to the point now where I don't even mention their names on social media. So it's like, if you don't know me, you probably don't know my kids names. You probably know what I call them. For instance, I have a nickname for my daughter. So you probably know them by that nickname. But I mean, as you can see how I'm talking right now that I'm even private about the nickname that I call my daughter. But I've just kind of been the kind of person who doesn't believe in creating an online identity for my children. I feel like the presence that they create online should be a presence that they are willing participants in, that they want to create for themselves. I really, I mean, check me if I'm wrong moms or you know, call me out, but I just really don't feel like I should be the one who posts pictures and, and all these pictures of my kids or you know, like people like to post these videos where their kids say something funny or 
they're tripping and falling or whatever. And sometimes those pictures become memes. Though Sometimes those videos can be shared by millions of people. And sometimes, you know, those videos, you never just know how those videos are going to come back and I don't know, come back and bite them or come back and just kind of be a thing in their future selves. So I really don't believe in creating an online presence for my kids. I feel like they should consent to the online presence that I do have for them or that I do create for them. Um, at this age, uh, my daughter, you know, she does have an Instagram page. My son does not have any social media. So one of the things I do love about uh, Facebook and Instagram is that the stories disappear after 24 hours. Hours. I can post something, I can share something, and I don't have to worry about it being there for like 10, 15 years. And who knows if these platforms are even gonna be around in the next 10, 15 years or what, what's going to be around in the next 10, 15 years. But anyway, I just, I just feel really strongly about that. I am not definitely not shaming any mom who wants to put their kids' information out on social media. I mean, I do caution you, there's a lot of freaking weirdos out here. And I think that you, and this is just my recommendation, I think that you should be cautious about the kind of information that you do share online about your kids. I don't think that you should put your kid's full government name on social media. I also don't think that you should put your kids where they go to school, where they do karate. Um, <laughs> because I mean, if somebody's a weirdo, they can just be like, oh, well every Wednesday, you know, Sweetie95 posts that she goes to karate with her daughter at 6 p.m. I think like that, I'm just kind of really protective of my children. Again, like I said, I'm not shaming any mom. If that's what you wanna do, more power to you. I'm just cautioning that maybe you should kind of pull that back a little bit because there are some weirdos out there. But this is just me. I just really feel like that my kids should consent to the type of content that I post in regards to them. And you know, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm really okay with not creating a social media presence for my kids. That's just how I feel. On an end note, so the internet has really been a buzz about Greta Thunberg. She is a 16 year old girl who is bringing to the attention of the world, the climate crisis and global warming that the world is facing. You know, it's no longer just a you or me issue. It's a worldwide issue. And we all need to focus on what we can do to stop climate change from progressing at the rate that it's progressing. Animals are dying. You know, climate change is affecting everyone. The generation that it's really going to affect the hardest is our children's generation. And we really have to do a better job at leaving a better world for our children. There are so many things you can do to reduce your carbon footprint. You can stop using plastic, use more reusable containers that, you know, for instance, when you go to Starbucks, instead of getting a cup, every time you go, bring a reusable cup. I mean, stop using plastic straws, stop using plastic bags, recycle the plastic bags that you do use. That's just like five things that I've listed. Um, but there are so many things that we can do to kind of stop the climate change that's happening. We are warming up our world and whether or not you know or you see or you understand, but the warmer we make our world, the worse 
our weather, the worse everything is getting. And the way we can stop that is by educating ourselves and doing our, and when you educate yourself, then you'll get a better understanding of climate control and climate change. You will be able to make a difference in the world. So you know what? And again, I'm by no, by no means an expert on this, on this topic. So please forgive me if I sound crazy or if I don't quite know, it it doesn't quite sound right. I'm trying my best. But what I can say is that I'm really passionate about slowing down the damage that we're doing to the environment. So I'm challenging all of my listeners to Google climate change and to Google what ways you can prevent climate change, whether it, instead of driving your car, whether it be taking the Metro or whether it be stop using plastic bags and plastic straws, there are little things that you can do that will make a great impact on our world and the climate. So I'm challenging everybody to do their research Search and to do, find one thing that you can stop doing or that you can do to help reverse climate change. This concludes episode five. Again, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate all of my listeners and my followers. Please subscribe to my podcast. I'm on all major podcast channels and follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Chantel's It. I'm always posting like crazy content on my Facebook page. I'm always sharing a whole bunch of stories. So if you're into that kind of stuff um, or articles and stuff. So if you're into that kind of stuff, please follow me there. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks again.